Welcome to this assembly. A lot of people are on the road. We have people here visiting with us during this holiday weekend. And we pray for your safe return to your home. And we pray that our people who are traveling will have a safe return to us. Titus chapter 2 verses 11 through 15. Titus chapter 2 11 through 15. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who were zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Several years ago, Paul and I were in Austin, and we took an evening for some entertainment, and we were able to get tickets to a concert of top performers doing folk music from the rural south, bluegrass music, songs sometimes featured in movies. It was an enjoyable evening of good family-oriented music, family entertainment, with a variety of top people in the music profession. At the very end of the three-hour program, Ralph Stanley, who died in 2016, came out on stage. The first thing he did was to ask all the musicians on stage to put their instruments away. And he had everybody in the auditorium stand up and he led a couple of thousand people in singing Amazing Grace. You can imagine it was quite an emotional experience. That's the effect of this song on so many people. Do we know what is far better than the song? Of course the answer is the God of grace who made us and who seeks our response to him through the gospel of Christ. For the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation for all people. John Newton is the man who wrote the song as the values of his good mother became active in his life at a later time in his life and changed his direction. At one of those moments where he contemplated how he had been raised, he wrote the words of this song. But I'm saying far above the song and the experience of the one who wrote the lyrics, Far above all of that 
what is conveyed to us in Scripture about the grace of God that is so amazing when you consider that we can respond to amazing grace. Here's my question. What is so amazing about the grace of God? I have some answers I'd like for us to dwell on. The grace of God is amazing when you consider man's record of conduct. Today, popular psychology and political correctness would not look with favor on someone calling themselves a wretch. We are so intoxicated by self-esteem agendas. There is such a spirit in our land and our culture against biblical humility before God. Our culture generally does not endorse calling yourself a wretch. And you can't call anybody else a wretch unless you disagree with them. John Newton came to a time when he was compelled by conscience to look on his past life and his misbehavior and see in himself a wretched sinner. He uses the word lost and blind. And then in one of those phrases, that saved a wretch like me. Now, what is the biblical record of man's conduct? God made Adam and Eve, put them in a good place, and they sinned. Cain killed Abel. The wickedness of man on earth was so great, God sent a flood. The men who wanted to build the Tower of Babel wanted to make a name for themselves. There was Sodom and Gomorrah. The Israelites who repeatedly rebelled against the God who brought them out of Egypt. A generation later, God gave the land to the nation, but they disobeyed God, taking up idolatry almost on day two in the new land. The prophets cried out about their sin. John the Baptist came along before Jesus and preached repentance. Jesus came to seek and save the lost, but was killed by sinners. The apostles endured chains and tribulations by those who oppose God. The human record of conduct is a testimony to the wretched desires and behavior of men and women who have the capacity to know what is right but repeatedly choose what is wrong. Grace is amazing when you consider man's record of conduct. Leading Paul to write about that in the first three chapters of Romans. And his conclusion is expressed in Romans 3.23. All have sinned and do fall short of the glory of God. What is sin? It is the transgression of the law of God. And we've all participated in one way or another at one time or another. Each one of us can use these words. Amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.
What's so amazing about God's grace is when you consider God's other options. By this I mean God has always had other options. He doesn't have to save a sinner. He has said that he wants to, but there is no compelling obligation. There's not anyone or anything or any realm above God telling him to do things. And we see in the Old Testament that God certainly has always had other options in Numbers chapter 11. And the people complained in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned against them and consumed some outlying parts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. God had other options, didn't he? There is another more notable occasion to the intercession of Moses in Exodus chapter 32. I'm going to recall some of that with you and wind up reading Exodus 32.10. Moses was up in the mountain. And the people back down in the camp quickly became impatient. They went to Aaron and said... Let's make our own gods because this fellow Moses, we don't know when he's going to come back, if he's going to come back. Let's take our jewelry and let's fashion a golden calf and that will be our God. So a great party took place and they presented gifts and offers to this idol. God saw this and here's what he said in Exodus 32.10. I will destroy them. We cannot argue that God didn't have that right. We believe he did. Moses, the Bible says, sought the favor of the Lord. And while punishment did occur, the nation was preserved. God didn't have to put up with this nation. God was not acting under the authority of another, as I explained earlier. He wasn't compelled to send Christ to die for us. So, His mercy, His love, and His amazing grace. How sweet the sound. The grace of God is amazing when you consider what Jesus endured. What Jesus endured. Born into a poor family kept in an animal stable, sought out by evil men, though there were many of the common people who heard him, a small group of very powerful men conspired against him daily, plotting to take his life. Because of who he was and what he said, it didn't match up with what they wanted. He was eventually taken by these wicked men in a manner entirely against their own law. Given into the hands of his cruel captors, he was tortured and put to death. Many years before all this transpired, Isaiah wrote about it. The prophet Isaiah said, 
to Jewish people, here's what you'll be doing to him. And I'm sure the voice and reply came back, who, us? No, we wouldn't treat anybody that way. But Isaiah said he will be despised and rejected. He'll be a man of sorrows, familiar with suffering. He takes up our infirmities and he carries our sorrows. He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. We know what Paul wrote in Philippians 2, that Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of man, obedient to God, even to the point of death, the death of the cross. Isn't the grace of God amazing? When you soberly consider what Jesus went through in order for us to have access to the forgiving grace of God. The grace of God is amazing when we consider man's record of sin, God's other alternatives, the torture and the death that Jesus endured for us. Now, what must be said in gospel preaching today that is not clear in the song and was not prominent in Anglican doctrine that Newton's mother was aligned with is this next statement. Faith is our means of access to the grace of God. We can admire the grace of God. We can sing the song about the amazing grace of God. We must eventually arrive here. Faith is our means of access to the grace of God. We become satisfied, redeemed recipients of the salvation God gives when our faith becomes obedient. We become satisfied, redeemed recipients of the salvation God offers in His grace when our faith becomes obedient. Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The operative phrase pertaining to what we're talking about now is access by faith into this grace. What does access mean? Entrance. It's getting in. To get in, to enter that realm where we are saved, there must be faith. Now, there is a rule that clearly emerges about salvation by faith as you read about it in the New Testament. Saving faith is active. It's not, I believe I'm done. It is, I believe... And here's what I'll do. Saving faith hears, believes, repents, obeys God in baptism. 
You know where that is? In terms of the activity of faith in Romans, Romans 1.5 explains this as the obedience that comes from faith. And then when you go over to the end of the book of Romans, at the very end of the book of Romans, this is like bookends. The gospel was preached by command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith. You want to be sure you connect that. The obedience of faith. In Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Grace is about God's generosity, God giving what we need. Faith is about man's reception, man's acceptance of that gift. By grace we are saved through the activity of our faith. Picture someone holding a gift out and telling you what's in the package and how much you need the package. Now what are you going to do? You're just going to stand there and look at it and say, I believe it's all in that package. You're going to reach out and receive that package. You're going to open it up to have access to every spiritual blessing in Christ. And notice in this passage, the activity of faith is stated in such a way as to eliminate works of human merit, but to include being created in Christ Jesus for good works. Does this seem reasonable? When you just read the Bible, salvation by faith is simple and reasonable. When a sinner hears the gospel, believes in Christ, confessing that faith, repenting of their sin, being baptized into Christ, by grace the gift of salvation is being received. And to keep that gift, you keep walking in good works. The grace of God is amazing because it is so simple and accessible by the activity of our faith in response to God. I have one more passage. In Titus chapter 2 again, starting at verse 11, this time down through verse 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. <clears throat> this passage 
teaches us that grace brings teaching. <coughs> denying ungodliness, denying worldly lust, living soberly and righteously and godly to be hopeful and grateful as we anticipate the return of Christ, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Are you zealous for good works? What an amazing thing that God would see our sin, send Christ to die for us, and then supply all the instruction we need to be his people. If I respond to the grace of God by being baptized into Christ and then by walking in good works, His Word, my hope secures. And when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first began. Let's be standing as we sing.